There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Michael Urie stars in the new Netflix holiday film, Single All the Way. We spoke in 2018 when he starred in Hamlet at the Shakespeare Theatre Company in Washington, D.C., as well as his memories of Ugly Betty. Michael Urie, hello. Thanks so much for coming in, Michael. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks now, for having me. Before we dive into the show, a lot of our listeners will have seen you on television, sir. Ugly Betty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, memories of working on that that show oh. with, with America and just the whole the whole deal. It was the greatest. Uh, we we're still very close. Uh, the, the the cast remains uh, like a family. We were like a family when it when it started because it was one of those shows. We started doing it. We loved it. We loved each other, but we had no idea it was going to be such a big hit. And uh, it, it was an out of the gate hit right away. And for a lot of us, it was our first big break. And so we sort of grabbed each other and and uh, held on tight and and took the ride together, uh, which is a wonderful thing. You know, I've done lots of jobs since then, and you're usually in a group of people with varying degrees of of uh, uh, experience. And um, and then that job, we certainly were. I mean, we had Vanessa Williams, who was a superstar, and and we had Tony Plana, who had been like a uh, he played Betty's dad. He'd been working actor for years and years and years, and you'd, you'd recognize him from a million different things, but this was a huge break for him, too. And then Judith Light joined the show, and, but we're also, you know, uh, Ana Ortiz and even America, to an extent, and I hadn't really had a, a big mm-hmm. break like this, certainly not on television, which is so immediate and so wide-reaching, and our show was internationally successful. So it was a, it was a wonderful time, a wonderful experience, and, and we're still very close. I think all of them came to see the last show I was in. We'll see who makes it down to Washington, but see that America Ferrari, you got to come. You better to come, <laughs> Hamlet here. <laughs> um, no, we're excited here. Um, w- would you call this Shakespeare's best? I mean, it, it might up there towards the top. Man. I mean, it, it's certainly it's most well known. Maybe it's it's. I think it's probably the most famous. Uh, it's it it could be the best. <laughs> it's so subjective. It is subjective. I mean, uh, you know, some of the themes in it are the most universal, I would say. Mortality. Uh, it's really a play about, ultimately, about mortality, I think. Uh, it's a revenge play um, at its core. Hamlet is seeking revenge for the death of his father. Um, and in the process, he decides... Uh, in the, uh, He's seeking revenge for the death of his father, and in the process ponders mortality ponders what life means what death means and that's certainly something we all experience we all go through whether it's uh whether it's our own mortality or the mortality of those around us we all can relate to that we all know what that what that is and and through a series of soliloquies and long very long speeches hamlet talks about uh what it means to be alive what it means to die what it means to lose someone uh why we have to live uh and then 
what happens to us after we die and then being ready for death. And, um, and I think that people recognize that. And I think that's what's ma- made this play. I mean, all of his plays are so universal. He was, you know, he, he understood psychology mm. before psychology was a thing. Yeah. And so much of what he talked about, Shakespeare talked about, is still baffling to us that somebody, anybody could have had all those ideas, all those thoughts. And Hamlet is chock full of them. Yeah, and it's those questions that we're all, I think it still baffles us because it's those questions that mankind are going to be asking forever, and that's yep. what's going to keep this around. But you, yeah, you I mean, you're saying it's it's about, you know, uh, life and death, and I mean, that's what the whole to be or not to be is about. Exactly, there. yeah. I mean, to be or not to be is, a, is, a, is, a, is pondering whether to live or not to live, yeah. and, um, you know, whether to take one's own life or Sort to, of a suicide uh, soliloquy. It is, it is kind of. I mean, it, 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 it is, and in, and in the end, you know, He's been tasked at the beginning of the play. He's tasked by the ghost of his father. If you don't know the play, this is all going to sound very strange. But we'll give a plot uh, summary in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he's been tasked by the ghost of his father to revenge his death, and uh, and he he's so distracted by all uh, all of his life and everything that's going on with him, and the fact that his that his uncle has married his mother, mm. uh, and now his father is accusing his uncle of murdering yeah. him, that he. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know yeah. what to do. He doesn't know if he should trust this ghost, trust his instincts, or just end it all. He's so right. he's so sad. He's so melancholy from losing his father. What does he say? That it might be better to sleep, but then he said, oh, wait, but then I might dream. That's what the rub. Ha- That's well, the yeah, what What's happens? What's the exact line? It's, it's uh, uh, to sleep perchance to dream. Yeah. I, there's the rub. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come when we have shuffled off this mortal coil? Exactly. What will happen to me after I die? I have no idea. That's why we don't just end it, because we don't know what... It may be worse. What if it's worse? Wow, that's mind-blowing. I know, it is kind of mind-blowing. <laughs> Although there is... What is what is worse? Because there's a little moral relativism here, too, in the, the theme, that, right? It's like there's neither good nor bad. It's... What, well, that's, what's the but line? thinking makes it so. Thinking yeah. makes it so, there you <laughs> uh, but I have vague memories of the actual... Very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but, but Hamlet is, uh, is a religious person, yeah. and so he believes in heaven and hell. Deep religious and, themes in this too, especially yes, around the time of the writing of it too. Absolutely, and he so he believes in heaven and hell, and he believes in uh, pur- he 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 has seen that his father, his ghost father, is trapped in purgatory, right. some and kind of limbo. This ghost form, right, right, and he's trapped there because he was killed w- before he was able to purge his soul. And there's even a moment where uh, Hamlet has been has been uh, you know trying to find a way to kill his uncle Claudius, who was who was responsible for the murder of his father. He knows he did it. The ghost told him, but then he he finds proof by making his uncle watch a play, which is a whole other story, uh, <laughs> a long section of the play. But but he has an opportunity. He 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 happens upon his uncle alone, and he could kill him. Mm-hmm. He has an opportunity to kill him, but his uncle is on his knees praying, and he says, "No, I can't do it now. I can't do it now." When he's fit and set for his passage, mm-hmm. when he's ready to go to heaven, he's just purged himself of all of his sins. Right. If I kill him now, he'll go to heaven. That's not revenge. That's not how my father got That's it. That's not yeah. my, exactly, yeah. exactly. I wait for a better time here. <laughs> he took. I say. I say. Uh, uh, he took my father grossly, full of bread with all his crimes, broad blown flushes may. Meaning, uh, my right. my father did not have a chance to to uh, purge himself of his sins. So that's why he didn't go to heaven. If he'd been murdered after church or after right. confession, then my father would be in heaven. But that's not what happened. And not that not that his father was a bad man, but right. he was the king of Eng- uh, king of Denmark. Sorry, right. he was the king of Denmark. So there were 
you know, lots of things he had to do to maintain his kingdom, which I'm sure included murder and, and, and warfare and, and uh, you know, a lot of things that would be considered sins that he would need to purge before he died. So, so uh, Hamlet deeply believes that. He deeply believes that his uncle does deserve to die, but does not deserve to die uh, absolved. Do you think that your character, uh, just the arc throughout the whole play for you, also goes through some sort of purge? Like, what what would be the yep. moment if if we dropped him and 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 cu- and whacked you before you had purged your thing? You know what I mean? Like, yep. where would that be for you, where you think you're finally in that moment where well, you're on the knees praying, quote unquote? Right, exactly. Well, you know, uh, uh, I I mean, I've given given away so many <laughs> plot points already, but but there is a point where Hamlet thinks he's killed his uncle but mm-hmm. it's actually not his uncle it's right, somebody right, right, else right, right. and that is that is a true sin and for which he is uh, uh he, he for which he's remorseful and uh and he uh, it feels feels bad and and even though the guy kind of walked into it and 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 didn't he brought it on himself right it wasn't what he it wasn't what Hamlet intended, and he does feel bad for that. And there are and he is remorseful several times throughout the play. He's a very smart person. He he understands the human condition more than anyone observant else in the play. Person, observant. Think. He's the smartest person in the room, mm-hmm. and he knows <clears throat> he knows not only that uh, he can't kill his uncle w- without uh, without his uncle. He can't kill his uncle if his uncle has purged his spirit or his uncle has uh, absolved his own sins but he also knows that he can't do it until he's absolutely certain and that is a that's very conflicting for him he saw a ghost the ghost told him his uncle killed him <laughs> yeah. and that he should kill his uncle but but is that real right or is that the devil right is that the devil you know appearing in in a pleasing shape to him um so he 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 got he he's definitely uh the kind of guy who get who crosses his T's and dots his eyes before making you know a yeah. decision like murder. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, just that kind of decision. <laughs> um, we've drilled pretty far. Let's back up a minute. So we've okay. drilled pretty far down into all the themes, which is fantastic. I could yep. just riff on this with you all day. Um, but and along the way there, we've kind of dropped in a couple little plot points. But let's back it all the way up and yeah. uh, you know boil it down for for the radio. <laughs> right. Just a quick like if if if. For some reason, someone has been under a rock and or never even seen The Lion King or whatever. You know, there's <laughs> there's so many pop culture and iterations Absolutely. of this. Basic sort of plot summary, you know, like forward moving premise style. Well, the king of Denmark dies, and his queen marries the late king's brother, mm-hmm. who then becomes king. Yes. Claudius. And Claudius. And Gertrude. Gertrude is okay. the queen. That's right. And young Hamlet, the son, comes home and is horrified and disgusted that his mother would marry his uncle, who he does not like. Um, And then Hamlet is visited by the ghost of his father, who says, I didn't just die. I was murdered by my brother, your uncle. You must revenge me. And the play is about Hamlet proving and then enacting that revenge. Proving the death, proving the murder, and enacting the revenge. Who plays? Uh, who plays Claudius? Claudius is played by a wonderful actor named Alan Cox, who came through uh, Washington as um, as David Frost in uh, Frost Nixon okay. with Stacey Keach. He's wonderful. He's 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 dripping with charm. 
uh, which is a, as he needs to be, which is fascinating. Yes, it's a fascinating part of Claudius <laughs> is that he Claudius takes over Denmark and changes everything. King Hamlet was this beloved guy who everyone uh, uh, you know revered and and he 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 kept the kingdom uh, happy and prosperous. And now here's Claudius who is going to start snatching up lands. And, and but doing it in a little bit with some charm, he's, he can lure yeah, people and convince yes. them and manipulate them. Beginning with Hamlet's mother, yeah. Gertrude, yeah. they they really do have a, a a good relationship. She's completely smitten with him. Who knows when that began? Whether yeah. it began after the death of King Hamlet or whether it happened before, but it's there. It's real, and she's she's all in with him. Who's your Horatio? Horatio is a wonderful actor named Federico Rodriguez. Uh, who I met doing this play and said, we're best friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're in, best friends in the show. We have to be in real life. In the show, we're best friends. <laughs> and in real life, we've become pretty good friends. Um, and he's uh, a, a terrific actor that uh, uh, I didn't know before. But um, Horatio's a tough part because he doesn't say much. But he's very vital to Hamlet. He's the only person that Hamlet really trusts. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the relationship is key. I played Horatio actually about really? ten years ago. Where at? At the South Coast Rep with Hamish Linkletter as Hamlet, who was wonderful. So I get it, and 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 you know it's a tough part, and it can be maddening because you have so little to say. And so much to say, but so little to say it with. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so few words. Yeah. And uh, and and this guy's doing great. We call him Fed, and he's doing terrific. And Fed, uh, Fed, what? Federico is his oh, name. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, is that part of the spying thing? Is now we're bringing the Feds oh, in? Oh, what is no, going on no, here? no. Oh, okay, okay. Fed, Fed, uh, is is short for Federico. Gotcha. And we don't call him <clears throat> whore. Short for Horatio. Oh yeah, that's better. I'd rather. I'd rather. It depends what context, but <laughs> no, no. I'd ra- yeah. Fed makes more sense. Fed, yeah, yeah. What are some of the other characters? Oh, um, Rosencrantz and Ro- Guildenstern. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are old friends of of Hamlet from from back in the day, from like high school. Mm-hmm. Who uh, the king and queen bring to cheer Hamlet up? So Hamlet's been walking around with a dark cloud over his head, and. It starts because he can't believe his mother married his uncle. But then it becomes uh, he doesn't know what to do because he saw a ghost and he's supposed to revenge the death of his father. Um, So in order to to cheer him up slash find out why he's so depressed, uh, they bring Rosencrantz and Guildenstern to uh, uh, spy, essentially. Michael Kahn, our director, has really, uh, really encapsulated this entire production inside this idea of espionage and surveillance mm-hmm. and spying. It's really a play, and it is in many ways, about uh, a, a, a world in which no one is, no one is, there's nothing really private. Um, no one is, is, is safe and Anyone could be listening at any time. Are you performing this down at the Spy Museum too? This was- <laughs> Around the corner of the Spy Museum at the Harmon Center. No, um, but talk about no, but in all seriousness, no, like talk about how that's. I mean, I mean, I need not say it, but how it's so timely today. I mean, well, yes, I mean, uh, the idea that you know, I mean, we, we hear stories about our phones being uh, every everyone's phone can can record every conversation that you have. It's very terrifying. It's very. It's it's almost Black Mirror esque. You know, it's it's. Uh, uh, and and there are scenes in the play. That Michael Michael has created. Michael Connor, director, has created moments in the play that aren't necessarily in there 
where uh, characters are listening. There are security cameras. It's modern dress. We're doing it sort of a modern take. Oh, I want to um, get into that in a second. Yeah, yeah, where characters are listening, where, uh, you know, characters may be bugged. Somebody might be around a corner. And, to spy um, or not to spy. To spy or not to spy. <laughs> and, uh, um, and, and and that was that is enhanced in our production, but that's in the play. Yeah. I mean, in the play, there are scenes where... Uh, Claudius and Polonius say we're gonna we're gonna lure Hamlet here and then send in Ophelia, Polonius's daughter, Hamlet's girlfriend, and see what she gets out of him. Right. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, same thing. They're gonna see what they can get out of Hamlet. They're gonna they're gonna try to try to try to dupe people. Yeah. And my gosh, look at the world we're in right now. People having conversations, wandering around the West Wing. Who's wearing a wire and who's not? I mean, exactly. Who's leaking, yeah. Who's no, leaking, who's wearing a wire, who's, who's you know, who's, who's yeah. what, what for what purpose are you listening in? Right. What, what do you plan to do with the information you hear? Right. Very interesting. So fascinating. All right, so you kind of alluded to it with with the spy talk, but right. I want to go a little more into, I mean, even just visually or, you know, how, how it sounds like you've, you've kind of modernized it in a way. Yes. Uh, Which I know Shakespeare Theatre Company has done a lot with past productions. From yeah. Like that to other things. Well, yeah, but, you know, they just closed a production of Twelfth Night that took place in an airplane terminal. Um, that play is about a shipwreck on an island. This yeah. version right. was about a plane crash. And, They're universal. Uh, they, that's what's so great about his well, works. Like it can be adapted. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes you get like a little stuck, and you're like, oh well, yeah. should this word be this? And right. should you know? I mean, obviously, like, uh, in it, 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 we're not putting it in America, right. uh, but we're not really putting it in Denmark. I mean, it, it's Denmark, but it, it but it, it is a world of uh, surveillance and espionage, and it feels very, uh, it feels very much that that we went from a, um, sort of an elected king. In a, a democratic world, right. duly elected king, yeah. To an elected king, Claudius is elected, right. but and that's in Shakespeare's play, by the way. He, he is elected, um, but uh, he sort of be, he sort of turns the world into this authoritarian regime uh, where you do what he bids and secrets are kept and, uh, and, 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 and ambassadors are sent out to sort of take lands and take and take and take. And, and we're seeing it happen in the world. You know, uh, Michael talks a lot about Hungary and, and, uh, and, and what's happening in Eastern Europe and, 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 and who knows where else that might start happening. And, and, uh, and I think there are lots of, you know, certainly lots of themes in our play. We're certainly not doing, we're not trying to to evoke anything that's happening in America. Not a direct comparison. But. Or anything that's happening, yeah. yes, anywhere, really. But you will feel, uh, you will feel, you will think about the world absolutely, uh, 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 as we know it while while watching this version of Hamlet. Absolutely, that's that. That's great. How yeah. does how does that actually manifest itself visually? Like, are, are we in modern garb as well? Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. Well, we're we're wearing we're we're in modern dress. People are in suits and dresses, and and we're using phones, cell phones. Uh, are you not holding a skull in this one? No, or there's the still a skull. There's still, there's still a skull. skull. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's still a skull, and there's still a duel, a sword fight duel. Okay. But that's but our sword fight duel at the end of the play is uh, is done with sabers, and we have these wonderful, you know. Mm. Uh, 
saber, uh, you know, sab- uh, fencing jackets and, 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 and masks and uh, technology when, when, when one gets hit, there's a light goes off and it's like, like you see in the Olympics. And, um, oh, like in fencing. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Because that, the, 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 the people often forget, but in, in Hamlet, when they sword fight at the end of the play, that is a game. It's not a fight. It's a game. It becomes more, but it starts as a as a, as a game. Spoiler alert. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if we can spoil. I mean, people. Most I guess people not. are familiar, right? All right yeah, right. I mean, it, we'll keep some it, it is called the tragedy of Hamlet. Yeah, so you, you, you have to you have to walk in knowing yeah. <laughs> this doesn't go well. That's the form. Yeah, but uh, but we use cell phones, and uh, you know, for example, there's a storyline about. The love letters that uh, a, a, a particular love letter that Hamlet has sent to Ophelia, and in our version, it's a text, and uh, the letter gets confiscated. Any emojis or yeah. <laughs> uh, skull emoji? <laughs> well, and for example, the the ghost who appears before uh, these guards on the rampart in our production, Michael's production, uh, appears first on a, on a surveillance camera. Oh, so you see the ghost, like some found footage, yeah, paranormal yeah. activity. It's very exciting, a very cool, exciting thing. And then, uh, and and we have these these surve- these these surveillance cameras uh, all around the stage. Um, so the idea is that like somebody could be watching at any time, which is uh, which is which is true in the play. I mean, and it's absolutely based in. The, the text he he didn't he he's not it's not a it's not a you know sometimes in shakespeare plays people will plant a conceit on top of something um this is definitely not that it's it's absolutely based uh within the play and being here in washington dc we don't know who will be watching at any time there could be a dignitary or two to show up I in know. the audience or, what's, it, what's it like performing in such a culture it's very exciting. when i went to see you know the 12th night that just closed yeah. I went to see it one night after rehearsal and sat right behind Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There you go. And I have very exciting. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and it was 12th night. It wasn't Hamlet. It wasn't it wasn't like everyone was looking to her right. to see what she thought. If, you know, but it, but, it, but people coming to see Hamlet, it, it, it will make you think about Washington one way or the other. You will think about politics. It's a political play. It's also a domestic play. It's about family struggles, and you can do it. It's it's a fascinating play. You know, like when the Mel Gibson Hamlet, the yeah. film, which is great. Uh, they There's cut been a lot. There's been a lot of films, right? Yeah, there are a lot Lawrence of films. Lawrence Olivier, a lot of films. Yeah, yeah, Lawrence Olivier, Kenneth Branagh, yeah. Ethan Hawke, yeah. and you can do it without any of the politics. You can do it just about a family. It it and it works. Mm-hmm. Um, our version isn't that. It it you definitely feel the the weight of government. Um, so doing it in Washington, it's fascinating. It's right very down exciting. the street from Spy Museum too. You guys are right down. Yeah, in the we same are. Neck of the woods, like like around the corner. Yeah. It's right there. Right down in Chinatown Gallery Place. Absolutely. Area. I, I mean, I, I I bike by the Capitol Building uh, every night <laughs> on my way home from rehearsal. That's so great. Yeah. So wait, tell me a little bit more about you then. Are you are you based here now, or where do you where are you headquartered? I, you I live New in New York. York. Okay. Um, I'm here for the duration of the show. Uh, Happily, uh, it's very, very exciting. Anytime you get to to work on a great play like this, but I love, especially big hard plays like Hamlet. It's great to be away from home because you, it, my whole life is the play. Right, you just sink yourself into it. Yeah. and that's your world. And I can really, I can really like immerse myself in the play and in the world, and not have to worry about my real life. And uh, I mean, it, it seeps in from time to time, but uh, <laughs> but it's it, it's 
I, I feel very taken care of here and it's a wonderful comp big huge wonderful company um and uh, uh and they know what they're doing yes. <laughs> especially when it comes to shakespeare because like sometimes a, a theater will put on a shakespeare play and it's like oh wow we need all these actors we need all these sets we need all this time and this company knows knows that this isn't their first rodeo. This is not their first rodeo at all. <laughs> but I'm sure they've put Shakespeare plays in rodeos before. Ooh, there's a new idea. We'll Taming of the, the Shrew Hamlet, with the rodeo. The rodeo version of Hamlet would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> You've been more than generous with your time. Thanks oh, so much thank for you. coming in. I My really appreciate pleasure. it. My pleasure. Come see us. Thank you so much. Michael Yuri. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.